and the drop episodes. Wait, it doesn't you, even matter. It doesn't even matter. You're, you're locked in. Welcome uh, to the greatest music podcast ever. And the words of Jay-Z, as we discussed last time, uh, thank you for coming out tonight. You could uh, you could be listening to anything in the world right now, but you were here with us and we appreciate that. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's Jay-Z. <laughs> On H to the Izzo, which is still from so, Cameron. I'm so sure. <laughs> Stop. Oh my God. Do you think Cameron's still upset? Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't, if you hadn't, haven't listened to the episode from last week, which you should, yeah. it's fucking good. Um, Jay-Z stole Cameron's beat. Yeah. It's 22 years later, he's very angry about it. Still. Yeah. Oh, you be too. So that stuff, like, it's funny because even, uh, so we put up a TikTok. Uh, we sampled Tupac, Do For Love, and it was a garage beat, and it went crazy, and it got like half a million on TikTok, and it's going mad. And then, like, people were like, Yo, we need this beat, I need this beat. And then I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry, Bugsy Malone's already jumped on it. And they're like, oh, I can't believe Bugsy's teeth my beat. Like, they, they had plans, you know, right. it it's like, I like that little them. humble brag, by the way. <laughs> you were like, I hate talking about myself. And all, I was like, one minute in, you're like, mm, ha- I'm actually sick. And by the time you were hearing this, we're probably charting. So, <laughs> why are you laughing? What if we're, if we're charting, but this time comes out? Um, <laughs> no, I hope you do. I really do hope you do. Like, look, look at these haters. <laughs> haters everywhere. No, I hope you do, and I and I think it will. <laughs> But the story of it's really cool. You sent him the beats. What? what? Who the beat? Didn't you send it to Bugsy Malone like four years ago? Uh, oh, no, this is one. That's a one Asim story. Oh, one Asim sent in the beat four years ago. Out of the blue, just messages like, "Yo, um, got a banger for your track." He's like, and then sends me a video. It's got like Jeremy's on there as well, Murky Aces on there, and then yeah, like a month later it comes out. We just shot the video. Well, I'm guessing the video will probably be out by now. Vibe. I was like, four years, four years. ago. So did he just like star that message for life? He just came back to the, um. it's an email. He just, he just came back to, he literally replied to the email. It was like, yo, sorry, it's been three years. It's four. four. Um, <laughs> That's a whole presidential term. I know. It's a whole limpid. <laughs> He's like, yeah. And I asked him about it. I saw it. He's like, yeah, I had it in the back of my mind for a while. And then oh, yeah, just, just pulled it out in the studio. And just, things happen for a reason. So I'm just so happy that it, came off i'm really like surprised not surprised not not to <laughs> shit on you no but just like i'm I'm surprised like after four years he literally had like do you know what i mean it's crazy i don't remember four years i don't no. remember myself four years ago yeah, what were we doing we didn't know each other i don't we did know each other four years 2019 pushing it you played my birthday party at Miranda Ace Hotel 2020. Okay, so 2019. That's like beginning of 2020 as well. Alright, okay. But but five years. Why do you deny our friendship? Five years we didn't know each other. 2018. We must have met then. We knew, yeah. In the circuit. We knew each other were. In the circuit. I always think it's the interview, obviously, which was December 2018. That's cute that you remember. I more remember the advert. Nice. No, I I interviewed you the yeah, the yeah, year yeah. after, uh, like a few months after that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. the rest is history. Rest and is we history. can't stop fucking talking to each other. Oh, no, exactly. Wow. 
rest is history. Um, well, looking forward to today. So you know how you've covered a US story last week? Yeah, first I'm time. now back in the UK That's yet mad. again. That is mad. You. We've Double, swapped. Bro, you're going up. You're going in. We've swapped. S Club and now what? Well, I know by the time this comes out, it would have been a couple of weeks. Well, actually, no, there's a few weeks of Coachella. But I'm covering the story of Jay Paul. Oh, sick. Because he's it's kind of an enigma, isn't it? I don't know. Well, I, to be honest, this podcast episode isn't that long. <laughs> there isn't that much about him. To People research. love his music. Nobody knows who he is. I just found out some facts that there are some online and some conspiracy <laughs> theories, but we still don't know. And but his, but his trajectory is across like fourteen ish years, but there's not that many things that happened. I mean, I'll cover them, but like major things happened, but there's not much in between that we know. Do you know anything? I know who he is, and I know some of his tracks, and I know he has a complete cult following. He's kind of, I would, is he the burial of, he's like a burial type guy. Uh, not as burial as burial. Not music. Oh, wise, oh, you like mean like elusive. Enigma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, burial on Jay Paul. That would be, that would be sick. Yeah. What, collab? Yeah, break the internet. Be like the new AI Weekend and Drake track. Oh my God. Let's do a AI section next week, but anyway. Well, so during Cortella, he played his first ever show. That was his first ever live know. performance. I didn't even know. What does he look yeah. like? Um, well. Google it. <laughs> like, I, like, he's just a guy? He's from London. Well, um, Harrow. Yeah, I think that's London. Yeah, Northwest London. Just on the yeah, cusp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rainer's Lane. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's London. Do you think so? Yeah. It's on the tube line, no? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Are, we, are we started? Uh, let's start. Okay. So who the hell is Jay Paul? And to be honest, I didn't really know that much about him. I knew that Coache the Coachella thing was like a massive, massive big deal. I knew that that was his first show. Um, But there was nothing. Like I remember Jasmine. I really remember playing Jasmine, like DJing. Back in like 2012. But anyway, so why is he so revered despite so little output? So I'm going to cover his career from 2010s to Coachella, which happened two weeks ago. So if you're not familiar with his music, uh, Resident Advisor describes it as one um, releases such as Be BTSTU and Jasmine wielding neo soul with electronical bass lines and layered distorted vo vocals captured the musical zeitgeist of the early 2010s, sitting perfectly in between the indie underground and the mainstream. And I thought that was actually like a really good description of what his song sounds like, his music sounds like. Yeah. He's only had a, a handful of releases. Um, his first one, BTSTU, it was actually sampled by Drake and Beyonce. So he like puts this track on MySpace in 2010. And then it did the rounds on the internet and it eventually gained him a record deal with XL Recordings. And for anyone who's not familiar with this label, they work with artists such as Dizzy Rascal, FKA Twigs, Gigs, um, Yeji, Jungle, MIA, Radiohead, and Adele. And Nines. 
And nines, yeah. Um, They're actually probably one of my favorite labels. I think so. I went for a job interview at Beggars Group, which XL is part of. Didn't get it. It wasn't meant to be. I know. They lost out. Look at me now. So he was sampled on Drake's Dream Money Can Buy on Care Package and Beyonce sampled him on End of Time, which is fucking insane. This one track, he just puts up on MySpace. Through the biggest artist. <laughs> like, casual. Uh, no one really knew him outside of his MySpace profile. And like, <laughs> that probably still rings true. He barely did any interviews and... He has said about his music today's magazine. I didn't think anyone would like it though. Music to me was just a hobby. And in a way, I didn't care about showing it to anyone. A year later, he released Jasmine. And by the by December of that year, BBC had long listed Paul for their Sound of 2011 poll, asserting his style as a startling fresh vision of 21st century pop music. He's getting loads of like critical acclaim. Uh, basically like loads of clout <laughs> without doing anything except putting music up. Doing the thing that gets you clout sometimes. Yeah. Playing the game. He's not playing the game. He just doesn't care. Well, seemingly face. so. So when his BTSTU song was officially released on 2011 on XL, Zane Lowe commented that he is part Dilla and part D'Angelo, but also full of individuality. Everything seems to be going well for him. But of course... Everyone we cover on this podcast <laughs> has a fall. And this isn't his fault, which makes it quite sad, I think. Um, uh, sorry, just can I ask, I mean, we might know, at this point, like, people know what he looks like. and Well, he's only done a few interviews. I don't think so. But I think the release, the artwork might have had his face, okay. which is still kind of the artwork that's going around now. Right. So there's like four pictures of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So in 2013, very mysteriously and without announcement, a collection of his songs were uploaded onto Bandcamp. This consisted of 16 tracks, rough and unmastered, with even a handful of the tracks being under a minute long. In just a few hours of this page's appearance, the music press picked up on it and publicized it extensively, reporting that the music belonged to Jay Paul, but he himself and the label denied having released the recordings. The music blog still treated the release like an album, with many journalists suggesting it was a publicity stunt. Others thought that Paul did, in fact, upload the tracks himself in an attempt to illegally leak and sell his music independently from the record label XL Recordings. So, so where did it go up? Bandcamp. Okay, sick. So, What's that Bandcamp? Huh? What's that Bandcamp? But it was... He got scammed. No, sorry, sorry. But I, 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 I forgot that Bandcamp was around at that point. But well, of course it was. They've been doing their How thing. long has it been going around? It must be. I reckon it was around that time. Probably about 15 years. Maybe mm. a little less. Yeah. Give it up. The Guardian described the album as incorporating warped Bollywood sound snippets from Harry Potter and Gossip Girl and grasping... Um, a cover of Jennifer Page's Crush, which he actually performed at Coachella. <laughs> it felt like a richly rendered survey of, of the 2010s internet culture rendered as exhilarating indie pop. I just love that he sampled Harry Potter and Gossip Girl. Yeah, I love that. That's so like my gen. Sample everything. Yeah. 
On the fifth, on fifteenth of April, twenty thirteen. So literally almost ten years ago to the day, after the illegal upload happened across that weekend, he created a Twitter account and stated. To confirm, demos on Bandcamp were not uploaded by me. This is not my debut album. Please don't buy. Statement to follow later. So who's like who, what account was it on? Like, well, I mean, considering he had to create a Twitter account his, to make yeah. a statement, and if we're saying that Bandcamp started two thousand seven, two thousand seven, then I guess someone like I'm I'm guessing he didn't have an account, yeah. so someone just created an account. With his name. Uh, so he contacted the police and the PayPal sending money to the band camp um, were paused and eventually many of the purchases were refunded. The stress of the situation, however, led Jay Paul to withdraw from the music industry. It's quite sad. Despite the circumstances, the album still ranked on many end of the year lists. It was number. I, I, I get encouragement from that. What my shit demos. I do Yeah. Bits. Wait till you hear the real thing. Yeah, but it was stolen off of you. <sighs> but like, also now we're thinking about it with the with the knowledge of that it, and it's also like gained. Like people loved it. Yeah. If people didn't like it, then maybe your the perspective would have been different, and you'd been like, "Fuck!" Like they weren't ready. It's your art. It's not. It, yeah, it's not it, done. It's not, um, yeah, it's not being presented in the way that you want it to be. Exactly. So, like, when I said before that some of the tracks were like not even a minute long, yeah. and this was back in 2010. That wasn't course. a thing. That's like a yeah. skit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess they were just like loops or whatever you producers call it. That's ideas, isn't it? Demo. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Um, so it ranks on many end of the year lists. Still, it was number 28 in the Guardian's best albums of 2013. Number 20 on Pitchfork's top 50 albums of 2013. And in the following year, Pitchfork recognized the leak um, in its 100 best albums of the decade so far. That is, that's insane. It's actually insane. It's just cra- like, I don't understand. I need to go back and listen to this. <laughs> you can. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. Some of it, I'm a bit like, you know, when artists are like have that clout yeah. and then everyone's just like oh my god it's amazing it's like it might not be and it's just and he's probably thinking like it's not even fucking done yeah yeah what's going like, on you guys are crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a few years later in 2016 he started up a music institute with his brother and also collaborator ak paul and Muz as azar and the institute's called paul institute the project was very mysterious as everything he does um, but it's a platform and record label and the debut release from was from AK Paul himself with um, his debut single called Land Cruisin and other artists they introduced included uh, Fabiana Palladino, Ruven, Hira and Ryan. And like I I went on the website and it's just so like elusive. What in terms of the, the, the music? Institute and like also Jay Paul's website as well. And I'm just like, I physically, I, I was trying to find dates and some, like I was trying to find something on its website and I just could not navigate it. And I was like, this is, am I just getting older? But, or like, it's just like the functionality. I'm not sure. But anyway. It exists. <laughs> huh? It exists to this day. Yeah. 
but you don't know how to sign up or go to no, no no that the institute that's like quite forward but it's like very stripped down okay but like his own website's like quite hard to maneuver but i just i honestly felt like such a fucking boomer really yeah good to, is that website should i put website okay keep going i just want to see if i can i mean it's a website it's really like but it's like he's very like artistic and like oh okay it's really cool, but I think when I was doing this research, I was just trying to find something to like write to something down. The full functionality of this site, please sign in or sign up for an account. I'm not doing that. No, thank you. Oh, sorry, <laughs> anonymous. Oh, it's like playing a game. Yeah, I mean, it gets. It's cool. Yeah, it gets my attention straight away. I it's don't know defi- what is going on. No, this is what I mean. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, like I was trying to find like... This isn't a boomer thing. This is like some old school game. I'm in for this. It's like, yeah, I could play this. Okay, I can't lie. That's a cool set. It's cool, but I, I needed to find something and I couldn't. Okay. And I was like, okay, I just... Um, if you're meant to find it, it will find you. No, I know, but I just needed some information in like Times New Roman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is like artistic scribble. Give me some aerial. That's like flashing and shit. And I was like, it's too much. What's some size 14. <laughs> Bold. <laughs> in 2019, he dropped new music, two surprise singles, Do You Love Her Now, which I honestly love. I think that's my favorite track of his. And he, both were written, recorded, and produced by, and mixed by Paul. And he then released all the officially unreleased tracks in an album called Leak 0413, in brackets, Bait Ones. <laughs> he, alongside this... So alongside this, he put out a statement saying, I understand that it might have seemed like a positive thing to a lot of people referring to the illegal upload. The music that they've been waiting to hear was finally out. But for me, it was a very, it was very difficult to deal with all the things, um, all as things unfolded, I went through a number of phases, but the immediate overriding feeling was one of complete shock. I felt numb. I couldn't take it in. At first, I felt pretty alone with everything and no one else seemed to view the situation in the same way I did as a catastrophe. Well, I guess it's for a label. They were like, oh, well, people were so fucking gassed. It's still, it, it said, well, I don't know if the money went to them, but once, once they saw it out the money side of it, they're like, look, look, we're in all these end of year, best decade albums. They're like, it's not too bad a thing, isn't it? But I guess that's the business side. Yeah, exactly. But then he's obviously like yeah. devastated. No, but yeah, but people around him be like, maybe his friends be like, yes. Even though your friends would be like, ah, oh, that's shit, bro. Anyway, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, only you are going to feel that. Yeah. Because you'll put your heart and soul into it. The download of the album included a letter by Paul where he wrote about how the music probably got leaked. He says, I don't really know. I believe these particular versions of tracks may have come from a burned CD that got misplaced. A fair amount of people would have had access to my music in various forms between 2010 and 2013. Okay. Do you ever get worried about leaks? Because I always see people post on like Twitter and stuff about like, please share my laptop got stolen or whatever. It's just like, everyone pause this podcast and back like back up your shit right now. Oh yeah, back up your stuff. Always back up your stuff. Oh, you mean that? Sorry. Do you? So what's the question? Are you asking if I worried about? Like, my stuff are you ever worried about like shit like that? It? Leaked, not so. I mean, I've accidentally done stuff quite funny, like on SoundCloud, meant to upload it in private, it's gone public. Then that's just like, some people are like, yo, this is sick. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, but, you know, like 200, just release it now. 200 plays. Like, okay, maybe. So, 
me personally, the thing is, me and Jay Paul are different, very different artists. Like, no, I personally am not worried about leaking. And I think like it's it's kind of fine. But I get when you're that kind of artist, why it would be so. And if I was working on an album, and then yeah, we're in very different, very very different positions. Yeah. But definitely losing stuff, back up your stuff all the time. I just can't believe someone would do that. Like, it's so mean. I definitely believe people would do that. That's why all of like these big artists, the Drakes, and you can't take a if you're if you're working on their stuff like as a feature artist or songwriter, you can't take that stuff out of the studio. That stays. That's very locked in because leaks nowadays not so much because everything's streaming. But like when it was, you know, buy go buy an album and it's it's at leaked out, which is still in that era is kind of the thing. Like or at least download it. One financially and there's two like yeah, it's not not the one at all. Fuck, fuck, up, fuck up your whole shit. Mm. Especially his debut as well. Yeah. That's going to make or break him. Fuck. It's hard. It's very hard. So Paul also addresses the speculation about leaking the music himself. He says, I was also frustrated by how this was all being framed online, leading to the widespread belief that I had decided to leak the leak my own music despite my record label and I saying otherwise it didn't fit at all with anything I had done previously in style or attitude and especially not in presentation I suppose the music was special to me in a way stuff I had been writing as a teenager in my room just for fun eventually signing my record deal with them at 21 and hoping that I could put it towards a debut album with Excel I believe having that dream tore up in front of me hit me pretty hard this is absolutely heartbroken so this year, on the 10th anniversary of the leak, on the same weekend, he plays his first ever live shot at Coachella. How'd it go? There, you can see clips of it online. Um, I actually watched like a clip of him performing BTSTU and there's a lyric in it and he sings like, I know I've been gone a long time, but I'm back and I want what is mine. Um, I- Crowd, well, I mean, Coachella is Coachella, but like people gas. Like, was it a surprise show? Was yeah, it like- I mean, there's like reaction videos on YouTube of people looking at, like, uh, seeing the Coachella lineup for the first time and just being like, "What the fuck?" Like yeah. Jay Paul, because yeah. he's never played a show yeah, ever, ever. <laughs> and he's like, I think he was like the second line, so headliner, 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 second line, like Jay Paul, which is yeah, mad. Um, but there was some like controversy online, um, including a tweet from Questlove. So the tweet, um, he, so there was a, there was a tweet that says it has a clip of the performance, and it says Jay Paul Coachella first ever performance, and then Questlove like quote quoted that tweet and says first ever we just starting performance experience at Coachella. Where the mentor slash teachers, like no one my age from the industry, is thinking about passing any knowledge slash information on. So what? I don't get it. So he's saying like, how are we starting your first ever performance at Coachella? Like, why has no one given him advice about how that's a bad idea? But did it go well? The the tweet so like loads. Obviously, it's Questlove, right? So everyone's like, he's not a dickhead. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. So a lot of the replies have, were just like, no, I don't, I don't think you're right on this one. 
Like, but so I, I, I must have tried. I'm struggling to understand Questar's point. He's saying you should be do your, your warm ups and all that kind of stuff. You should your first gig. You should like practice and like yeah. have. You know that conversation we were having about Central C and all those. Yeah. Blow up. Yeah. Um. Of having the experience of doing the smaller rooms and like yeah. experiencing crowds in different environments and stuff. And so, yeah, Questlove is just saying like, how did it get to that point where he's doing his first performance at Coachella? But then all the replies were just like, he's an anomaly. If you knew his story, then you it would make did more sense. Well, I guess not. Well, I don't know. Who 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 knows? Yeah, I I, I mean, in general, I would agree with it. But like with this Jay Paul thing, it's like. This is like a one, like, oh, yeah. he's not. Yeah, he's, everything about this story about how he's blown up is not normal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if anyone could do it, it's probably him. Yeah. Uh, although the set wasn't all given, like, super great reviews, there was one from The Guardian, and the headline was, like, igna, igna, how do you say that word? Ignomatic. Ignomatic? Enigmatic. Enigmatic Londoner makes patchy live debut. It, well, it, that's what I mean. If you've never performed live before, yeah, it might. Be. But the review was basically saying that like the music and production was like louder than his vocals. But if you listen to his album, um, music like Jasmine, you can barely hear him. I get. Yeah, so I guess that's what comes into what kind of Quest Love was saying because it's like if you'd done this, protested this, that's not going to be an issue. But then it's also kind of like his style. What to be not hear him? No, not that. But just I, just I don't think, want to be heard. I think his music is very like they're compressed, really like not in the in the normal way. Yeah, I love this a tent overwhelmingly full of millennials waiting in the dark for Jay Paul. What say that again? A, uh, a tent overwhelmingly full of millennials waiting in the dark for Jay Paul. <laughs> well, that's the era, isn't they it? Understood the importance of this moment. He looks not what I looks so different to. When he looks like an XL artist, though. Yeah, but he looks very different from like the the old artwork. This, this, he looks like the guy from The Hangover. It's just because he's wearing glasses, like aviators or something. Yeah, he's put a bit of. He's just it's he, it's been like fucking fifteen years. That's true. I mean, he's an he, he's actually announced some shows in New York and London now. Okay, sick. Um, he's coming to get what's his. Yeah, but when I, yeah, when I listen to that lyric, I know I've been gone a long time, but I'm back and I want what's mine. Yeah, like to say that at your first performance, I could tell like that's just you'd get shivers if you were in the crowd. Yeah. Um. So he's playing in London at um here at Outsternet on the 9th and 10th of May. I think you just sign up and it's like a ballot situation. Yeah, of course, hard to know from his website, isn't it? Well, you know? there's not much. There's not much you can I love figure this. out. If he was, it, it, it was drowned, like you said, it wasn't, it's hard to hear. He said, was the mic not turned up enough? Was he not singing loud enough? Did he want it to sound this way? Impossible to say. <laughs> <laughs> Another point for Mystique. I love that. But I Do guess, you want it to sound bad? But there's no no other <laughs> reference. Like we don't, we have never seen him perform live. So like, we don't know what it's supposed to sound like. Kind of like Frank Ocean when, I don't know, remember oh, that God. love box set. Couple of years ago, just full lockdown. Oh, the 360. I don't know if it was a 360. I, I wasn't actually there, but I remember everyone was so gassed about it. And then everyone was just like, that was a shit. Set Do you know what it is? Oh my God. Do you know what? You didn't play anything of uh, Channel Orange. Because that was 2017 at Lovebox. I remember because I was there and I, and I was gassed. Yeah. 
And they were trialing, well, I don't know if it was a trial, but basically they set up speakers to create like an in the round experience. So you're facing the stage the normal way, but they set up speakers to point in. So if you weren't in that like, like radius of where the speakers hit, you couldn't really hear anything. So you were outside? I was, I was a bit outside, I think. Um, And like, I ended up like just going to a bar. Because I was like, I can't hear shit. I can't see shit. I don't know why you would exclude a wider... Like, you know that you're on the main stage. And I think it was a Saturday night. Yeah. So, like, everyone's going to see you. Why would you enclose the sound (laughs) at a music festival to only hit one area of people? It makes absolutely no sense. It has to do with Steve. No, it's just dumb. Like, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you're not the first person. Like, I think most. It was so fun. I think yeah, like I know a lot of friends who went, and yeah, I think maybe like over half of them said yeah, we ended up leaving before it. And then like two, like Murkish Dave and someone else, like oh, best set I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he was probably in the fucking round, and he could probably be in this like immersive experience. But I was just pissed because it felt like I was excluded from the performance, and I was like, what the fuck. I'm gonna go drink because yeah. I was like I just didn't feel a connection to it at all but I mean he's had quite a bit of backlash as well from his Coachella performance has he? have you not seen? I, I haven't heard anything about Coachella I've been in my own bubble the last couple of weeks oh my god you can't go on Twitter or TikTok without people just yeah because he was like lay I think the set like there was supposed to be a swimming pool <laughs> as you do yeah, put, put a fucking pool on the stage. But it, it didn't like actualize. There's no pool. There was no pool. And yeah, I think there was just like a lot of people upset with his set. But then there's that discourse of like the artist doesn't owe you anything. But it's like Coachella tickets are so expensive. I think maybe maybe not on a festival is a bit different. I mean, they owe you something. They owe you a performance if you don't turn up or whatever. But don't perform live. If the if the artist if if the artist isn't gonna put in like if they're not gonna perform just don't perform uh, and he hasn't performed in like six years I think because people are saying so like why did he not like oh why did he, he not? like it was so disappointing like you know so yeah I don't know all these all these enigmatic artists but I guess yeah I think I remember from a love box when Frank Frank was just like yeah this is how I went my show to be so and it's like yeah you don't yeah I don't owe you anything if you come for come for me whatever I want to do on the day is what I want to do on the day whatever that the the week planning is like you can't expect me just to do more old stuff all the time I think it's a thing a lot of artists struggle with I think Dizzy Rascal had it when he did his we're in a corner 10 year thing he was like you guys happy with this yeah like I'm doing this one for you like I don't basically care like <laughs> I'm paraphrasing yeah, yeah. but it was that kind of vibe a lot of them don't like their old stuff because they're yeah. detached from it well like so many of the artists like hate their biggest tracks yeah they perform every night every single night a long long time for yeah. the rest of your career for the rest of your career it's gifting the curse I, all I want to do is make a big track that I made this track <laughs> yeah I just want this to be the biggest track I've ever done I cannot stand this track. Exactly. Happens. Perspective is such an interesting thing, isn't it? Exactly. More money, more Sorry, have we finished the Jake? Like we don't big, big well, I mean, like I said, there is not much to say about him. There are, yeah, it's basically release, <laughs> leak, leak, Coachella. Coachella. Come, tours coming soon. 
Go check out his website. Have a little gander. Have a gander the website. And let's see if he... It'll be interesting to see if he can cut... Not cut it, but like cut through now. Like, like do you know what I mean? Because obviously our age generation, like if we can like appeal to that younger market and just see... Or even if he wants to. Mm. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I I, I want to maybe try to go to those shows. It's... Yeah, I just... Just fly to New York. There, it's our alternate. Tottenham Court Road. Oh, yeah, calm. Let's go. <laughs> Surely you got like, a little plug. I don't know. But we'll see. <laughs> But I don't know. I think maybe his performance also at Coachella is going to be like so scrutinized because it's his first ever one and he's so high up on the bill. So everyone's like low-key a hater. Yeah, so they're always going to be like, why? Does he deserve it? it? Yeah. And it's like, well, sometimes, yeah. Packed out 10, say yes. Yeah. Like that one. Jay Paul, I like this. We did, we're did. we diversifying on the, uh, on the podcast. Let us know if you have any uh, other topics you want us to cover or... I was chatting, I was like, maybe we should get some guests in. And um, because I was like, oh, when I come on the podcast, I was like, what would you say? I was actually, I've spoken to you. I know you've got a few music industry stories, like from yourself. So maybe we could get people in and be like, tell us your best, what's happened to you, like your best stories. And like, we'll see. And he said, no. <laughs> and he said, no. Right, cool. <laughs> Behind the drop, double P. We will see you next week. Peace out. Make sure you follow us on the TikTok, on the Instagram, on all those rubbish things. Gotta tell everyone to follow you on all times. We haven't even started the YouTube yet, but go follow us on there as well. Peace out. Bye.